Welcome back to this edition of Sports Blogger Radio. I'm your host, John Leary, and with me is always Scott Sully Sullivan Blooney. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the opening day Red Sox game versus the Yankees and the newest addition to the Boston Bruins, Samuel Adams, Boston Yager. Scott, first of all, it's not Sully Sullivan, it is Blooney. But I had to throw it in there. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, just recovered from an awful week of flu-like symptoms and bronchitis. I'm actually still recovering, <clears throat> so hopefully I'm not going to be hacking up this entire episode. Um, and I actually just celebrated my 21st birthday on Monday, even though oh, I was sick. Yeah. Oh, you did not celebrate? No, I didn't go out to the bars or anything. I, I, I did go. I went down to the local local liquor store and I bought a I bought my first six pack and they gave me a free pint glass so that was pretty cool <laughs> I don't know what kind of liquor store you go to but it's pretty bomb right there yeah no, it's cool it's got like a it says Burlington Vermont on it and it's uh it's it's a nice quality glass so that was pretty cool uh yeah. how are you doing I'm doing good I uh I kind of wish somebody gave me a pint glass <laughs> sorry Bob I mean next time I see you I'll, I'll bring you on or something yeah, darn right you will. <laughs> One of the Burlington microbrews, man. Uh, microbrews is where it's at. Yeah, we'll be talking about home brews later, soon enough on this show. Yep, yep. Uh, this show has just already gone downhill already. <laughs> 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 okay, so Sox opening day. Uh, what do you take from it, man? They won 8-2. to two. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, John Lester, he threw, uh, you know, he won five innings, got the win. Yeah. Jackie, excuse me, Jackie Black. Uh, why can't I talk? Jackie Bradley Jr. Three walks, two RBIs. Yeah, you you know, the game, man. It was a good game. It was awesome. You know, April first, uh, opening day. Oh, oh, is this? Oh, I hope this isn't a joke on us. <laughs> oh no, me. I mean, my birthday, April first. Like lots of good things happening. Uh, yeah, your name getting thrown, uh, your uh, phone number getting thrown on Craigslist. Oh yeah, for those who, who didn't hear this story, my roommates, I live with ten other dudes. My roommates put my name on a Craigslist ad in Seattle, Washington, for two Rihanna tickets at a discounted price. <laughs> I was trying to go to class, and people were calling me all day about these two stupid Rihanna tickets. I had to keep on telling people I didn't have their their damn Rihanna tickets. So that was that was fun. <laughs> Kudos to you guys if you guys listen to this show. They listen to this show. They'll get a kick out of that. Um, anyway, opening day. It was awesome. And the first thing I noticed is that it's a completely different team than what we're used to seeing uh, in Red Sox Nation. You know, Very, very aggressive. Uh, yeah, but not only that, but the names that, that we see making the plays are not names that we're used to seeing in Red Sox uniforms. That's true. So we yeah. got Victorino and Napoli. You know, those are the two big guys that, that we talked about earlier. But then you have, like, Jose Iglesias, who I who I personally hadn't known much about before, Johnny Gomes, who I didn't know much about before, or Gomez. Yo, Johnny Gomes, he, I consider him the the rock, the rocker out of the team. He, yeah. he, he reminds me a little bit of Kevin Millar. You know, he's got that. Uh, Kevin Millar hit it far. Hit it, <laughs> hit it far, kid. <laughs> and then uh, of course Jackie Bradley Jr., this this twenty two year old goofball. With this giant stupid grin across his face, who's who's playing big league ball with the composure of a veteran, you know, he was playing great defense out in out in the outfield. So, yeah. uh, you know what? I'm gonna go on record real quick, and I'm going ahead and apologize to anybody that I might have offended. 
or put off because I clearly stated that this kid was, you know, they put a lot of pressure on him. But you know what? So far, he's he's held his own. So I, I take that. I apologize to anybody listening. That's my bad. Yeah, we were talking about that actually. It might have been episode two or three that we were talking about, <laughs> Jesse Bradley Jr. Yeah, I think it was episode episode two, and I went off on it. And uh, well, that's uh, that's that's my that's my beat. Well, I mean, it's tough judging from grapefruit league stuff if someone's going to start and be successful. But you know, he was he started and he was successful. So against CC Sabathia, no less. Um, yeah. And, <clears throat> well, actually, struggled yesterday. He, yeah. Uh, what did he win? Five innings? Gave up four runs. It, it, right? it, it wasn't a good outing for him. Um, absolutely not. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, CC Sebastia is, is regarded, the big man is regarded as one of the top pitchers in the AL East, um, if not the entire American League. And, you know, the signs from camp were encouraging for the Red Sox, but we weren't entirely sure to the like how that would translate into the games against you know elite pitchers and elite teams and mm-hmm. i know that the the yankees are kind of like crippled and by kind of crippled i mean like really crippled right now but like yeah we still put on a a show like we still put up eight runs against the new york yankees whenever we can do it that's a that's a good day that is i mean i listen it, it's only one game it's only one game so let's not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> um, so by the time the show airs, it will actually be two games because they'll be playing Wednesday night. And if, for anybody who doesn't know, our show was pre-recorded, so if we say anything today, it might not reflect on, you know. We try our hardest to predict the future, but yes. until we get a live show, which we're gonna get some point, you know, we can't yeah. we can't it, do that all the way. I had just I can't stress that enough. Uh, last week when we went in and talked about trades, uh, and we woke up to the. Uh, um, Iguana. Thank you. Not Iguana. Not Iguana. It's Iguana. <laughs> we rolled up for the news of that. We and our show actually aired that day. Uh, I felt kind of stupid. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're not gonna talk about that right now. That's something entirely different. Uh, but you know, yeah. so was one. The trend, the general trend. I'm sorry to cut you off, buddy. No, it's okay. It's okay. The, the general trend, the Red Sox are playing offensively really well, and defensively our outfielders seem to be playing really well as well. And then you have, ooh, well, well. Um, and then you have John Lester, seven strikeouts yesterday. Like, it's not, I mean, I'm not going to say this is the John Lester of old. It's only one outing, but it's certainly a lot better than last year when we were, you know, pitching was the biggest concern for our club. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, and – from our offense, we see the guys we're not used to getting it done, getting it done. Um, you know, and David David Ortiz isn't even on the team yet. Big Poppy is still out. He's get, he said that he said uh, in an interview with ESPN that he's got another four or five games. Uh, he's going to Florida to play them. He might come to Pawtucket with the, the Pawtucket, Pawtucket Red Sox or Paw Sox or whatever they're called um, to play a couple of rehab games. And yes, it's called it's short Nick Bears Paw Sox. Listen, I. The David Ortiz interview, I I can't believe a word that he's saying because you know what? When he during during uh, uh, spring training, you know he was on on the field, off the field. Yeah. You know, his, he could run the bases for like a minute, and then oh my my heel hurts. You know what? Now he's saying four to you know four to five games. I I don't believe it whatsoever. Um, maybe in his mind he's doing that, but I don't see them basically hurrying this guy back at at all anytime soon. So it's going to be a little bit. Yeah, but don't players got to do that? Don't they have to be like, all right, I feel good. Like, they can't be like, oh, I feel like complete crap right now. Like, oh, this well, sucks. So, 
I, I honestly wish that the uh, and I, I don't know how it is with other organizations and other you know areas, but in Boston, they, everybody is so hush hush about it. I wish for just once somebody would say, "I feel like crap," <laughs> and just actually tell us the truth. You know what I mean? Instead of this, yeah, well, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, and all. I feel yeah, like well, Phil Phil Kessel did that once, and look what happened to him. <laughs> he ended up in Toronto. <laughs> he ended up hearing thank you Kessel chants whenever he plays the Bruins. So yeah, I actually saw a funny tweet today, and this is kind of going to the uh, Boston trade here. Uh, somebody tweeted out, and I, I wish I could remember the uh, the kid's uh, Twitter handle, but he said, uh, it, "I'm I'm sure there's a way that we can find <laughs> a way to play Kessel." Thank thank Kessel for this one. <laughs> Probably, dude. Oh, we could thank Kessel for everything, man. But uh. Just to recap, uh, for those of you who didn't see the game, uh, Jose Iglesias had three five, uh, three hits and five at bats, including an RBI. Um, Gomez or Gomes? How do you pronounce, how do you pronounce Gomez? Gomes? Gomes. Gomes. Yeah. Um, he had three hits and six at bats with two RBIs, and Victorino, uh, the guy that we were talking about, who I was like, eh, I was unsure about him. I like him. You know what? He's on a team that he can go ahead and bring his veteran uh, presence to. You know, he did, he had an amazing career in Philadelphia. Uh, you know what? He's, he's a solid. He's a solid hitter. I'm not saying he's going to be on the field. You know, all 182 games or whatever. But you know what? Hey, good for him. Yeah. No, I just I'm worried about his his, his uh, attitude because I've seen him like rush the plate. Like that's that's what I knew him for before. I, I think you know what it is though. I think he fits into a John John Farrell system. I mean, John Farrell is a and he's he's come out and said it that you know he's going to be aggressive this year because they got a the biggest problem with the Red Sox last year is they did not produce enough runs. You know what I mean? They were relying so much on that was one yeah, of the problems. Yeah, well, one of the problems. You know, they relied so much on hitting home home homers. Homers. And, uh, and stuff, you know what I mean? That they need to play a little bit more small ball, which is actually surprising because Bobby Valentine is a small ball type of coach, and he just well, that was a failed experiment. Like that yeah, was just it, he just he just tanked the entire entire thing, and I'm not blaming him for everything, but he has some of the blame in it. But moving on, let's let's get to this next subject, man. Uh, the newest Boston Bruins homebrew, the Sam Adams Boston Yaga. <laughs> That's it, Samuel Adams, Boston Yager. That I love is, that. I love that nickname, and that's going to stick with him. I hope so, dude. That is so awesome. You know what I mean? I, if if anybody out there is listening, hashtag that. Boom, put it on Twitter. Boston Yager. Boston Yager. Um, so, yeah, you know, the whole, again, the thing that we had talked about, and then it happened, and that all kind of really sucked for, for Boston fans. Um. That's. I mean, it clearly was a kick in the uh, yeah, kick in the gonads for uh, us as fans. And you know what? I mean, Pittsburgh and and him, they both they both lined this up and they just kicked us square in the nuts, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, after that game, I forget what day it was. It must have been on Thursday. Thursday, I think. It was Wednesday. 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 Nine thirty p.m. People were talking about. Oh my God. Cam Neely's leaving the press box and he's going to sign the deal for Aginla. And, oh, we're going to have a press conference tonight to talk about how Aginla's on the team now. And I woke up and I checked my Facebook and some kid on my on my Facebook feed was like, oh my God, like, Pennington's just signed Sidney. I mean, Strom uh, Aginla, Sidney Crosby, he's going to be so kind now. And I was like, no, dude, you're an idiot. Like, the Bruins signed him last night. 
And then he posted the TSN link. I'm like, oh, oh. oh. I was like, oh, this is real awkward. And I was like, what happened? So did you apologize to him or what? No, he's a Penguins fan. Why would I apologize to him? <laughs> he's already been spoon-fed everything. Like, he's been spoon-fed cups after cups. Well, he's supposed to be because he got, you know, Genny Mock. First-round picks everywhere. Genny Mock and Sidney Crosby, Marc-Andre Fleury, whatever. I'm done with that. Um, But anyway... And I think it's uh, uh, not to sound like a complete. How do I make this? Not to sound like a complete ass, basically. I, I mean, I can't sugarcoat it. Like uh, seeing Crosby's freak accident made me giggle a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, his first game there in the Penguins uniform, uh, and Cindy Crosby takes a puck to the jaw. That's. I mean, it's a lot. I don't know, man. It's weird. That's like some some it, it, god stuff right there. He god stuff. It's basically it's Bruins Nation's vibes, smacking both of those guys in the face. It's just just a little bit of redemption. I mean, not much. I mean, let's face it. They're, they're still, you know, he'll be back in four to six weeks, from what I know. So they'll continue. Yeah, that's, that's a tough injury though, because again, this big reason was like if you look at uh, the Olympics when again line. Uh, Crosby on the same line. They were like always pl- feeding each other so well and playing so well. And I think that's probably the principle. Let me reason. just uh, let me just throw this out there too, only because it's funny. Uh, he was saying that he wanted to play with Sidney Crosby because he, you know, he wanted he wanted a medal with it. Uh, if he does not remember, Patrice Bergeron was on that team as well. Yeah, but so I, Patrice Bergeron is the guy who goes completely under the radar. That's the thing. I but that and that's what that's what is completely ridiculous because Patrice Bergeron. And I remember watching it. I mean, he had a lot to do with their success. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, like, the golden goal, again, let's set it up, and Sidney Crosby scored it, and they were the best team ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, uh. But, uh, again, I don't want to talk to complete, you know, I, 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 I sympathize for, for uh, it's, it's, I mean, Listen, he took a puck to the face. It, you know, it, it – is is kind of that pretty little face of his. Uh, he's gonna need some reconstructive surgery, and the girl's it, not gonna be wanting to kiss him anymore. But it's okay. He can he's live. He's Sidney Crosby. He, he's a millionaire. Yeah. yeah, but um. So, so Yager, let's yeah. get on that. All right. So listen, the Bruins gave up um, two prospects by Lane McDermott and Cody Payne, um, and only a second uh, conditional draft pick, which will turn into a round draft pick if the uh, Boston Bruins make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I personally feel that this was a low-risk, high-reward type of deal for the Bruins. He's going to bring a lot of veteran presence. I mean, the guy's got, what has he got, 14 goals, 12, 13, 13 assists, and 26 points in 34 games. Yeah. So let the people know what's going on, man. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> We were we were willing to offer a lot more for Aginla, and I think that when you look at that and you look at this recent trade with Dallas, I think that we actually had a we did a good job. The Bruins uh, administration did. Lane McDermott, we've seen him a couple times this season. Big tough guy. Um, he's played a couple games. He played I believe eight games with the Bruins over the past two seasons. He he's yet to register a point, but he's definitely a presence guy. And I think that Dallas is kind of, um, I mean, after losing their captain Brendan Morrow to of the big bad evil empire, which is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now they're basically the new Miami Heat. 
They yeah. just take everyone now if they can yeah. afford it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whatever the uh, Bruins want, they want. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but but again, I can't I can't be doing this. Um, but they got McDermott. He he's a he's a big he's a penalty guy. Like he's an enforcer kind of dude who. Who's got you know he's he's a decent player and he's he's a good player and he's young so kudos yeah. to him he, we watched him in AHL for several seasons and um you know good for him um well that, I mean the good thing is is he'll he'll get a shot to start out in, in Dallas yeah uh, which is which is obviously good for him uh, Cody Payne nineteen um, he was a fifth round pick in the 2012 NHL draft uh, he played 66 games with the Plymouth uh, excuse me the Plymouth Whalers. Um, yeah, 24 goals, 45 points. So. 66 games. That's pretty good. You know, he's yeah. he's a young, promising draft pick. Uh, he's no Dougie or Tyler, but he's he's a good, you know, the Dallas Stars are in absolute reconstruction mode after, you know, trading away Derek Roy, trading away Brendan Morrow, trading away, now they're trading away Yarmir Yager. They, they need to start with the young core, and this is some of the parts that can, can help that. And then you, you go into the second round pick, that could be, you know, a, a pretty good pick or a first rounder. You know, if we get there, that could be a first rounder. So that's not a horrible deal for for either side, I don't think. I mean, um, I mean, a lot of people. I know a lot of people out there probably aren't too happy about it because he's not a young. Uh, Yami Yarg is not a young guy. He's 41 years old. But listen, if you can go ahead and put a guy in onto the power play. He's going to he's going to go ahead and help you out with that. You know what I mean? Like, if there's one thing the Bruins are severely lacking is the power play. They, yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 sickening that when you when the the Bruins get a power play, it's awful. It's awful. It's it's so bad. And you know their penalty kill is great, but their penalty you know their power play they can't score goals. It's like, it's like watching a bunch of. It's just lethargic. It's like it's really yeah. it takes the energy where it should be something that we can build momentum off of. It it's something that when the Bruins are on the power play, it's like they're they just they don't have the vision. They don't have something. They just can't. And I think that now it's becoming a, a problem where they're getting pressured because they know that they suck on the power play. Well, that's it, I and mean, they're making it, bad decisions. It, I've never seen anybody. I've never seen a, a power unit, power play unit, pass around the puck so poorly. Than these guys right here. I mean, I, I I love my Bruins, man. I love them, but wow. Oh, absolutely. I feel you. I feel you, man. It just it's it's it sucks to watch. It's like I would rather us defer penalty uh, power plays at some point, like yeah. because we play better five on five anyway. You know. That's what I'm saying. Like you can either accept it or decline it, like football. You know what I mean? No, no, we're good. Thanks. So, <laughs> we play better five on five. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Yager, six of his fourteen goals have been on the power play. He's clearly a power play guy. He can. You know, you put him on a power play unit with Dougie Hamilton, Tyler Sagan, Patrice Bergeron, uh, you know, Chara. You're going to have a stacked power play now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I, I heard uh, somebody, I don't know where, like I said, once again, I know the tweet that I saw, but I don't remember who it came from. But somebody said, if Mark Savard approves this deal, then it's okay with me. So basically, not not saying Mark Savard had anything to do with him coming here. But Mark Savard obviously has some sort of insight on, you know, because he was Mark Savard was a, a power power play like extraordinary, excuse me, extraordinaire. Yeah, I know he was. 
so if he goes ahead and says that he's going to ahead and bring something to the power play, then that's saying something. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's another reason why I hate the Penguins because of Matt Cook. But <laughs> and once again, your Matt Cook uh, reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get it. We get it. I listen. We get it. Let's <laughs> go into it. It's fine. But um, at, at 41 years old, people are yeah, like you said, they think that there's some kind of like all oh, the Bruins are way overpaying. The uh, has the potential to resign. Um, the Stars yeah. are trying to sign him. He clearly wants a few more years. He he he's still got it. He feels like he's got it. This 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 trade. What's that? I'm sorry. I said, Mike. That was going to be my question to you. Do you think? Um, do you think the Bruins will go ahead and either offer him like a one or two year? Depends on how far we get in the playoffs. That it 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 solely depends, in my opinion, on how we far we get in the playoffs. Okay. So um, I'm not sure. I think that I think that we're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it's going to be us and I mean I hope Pittsburgh. I think we're going to be able to beat Montreal. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so too. The thing is, is that Montreal is a they're a good team and stuff like that, but. You know, they're still kind of fresh about this whole thing, you know, because they kind of coming from a rebuilding year. I, I, at least I would I would say that. Yeah, know. no, I would say that too. But, I, 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 yeah, I think they could do that. I mean, no, I, I think they can beat them, absolutely. I think that since a lot of the, a lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference have been, like, you know, uh, the New York Rangers got Ryan Kloh. We just got Yarmir Yager. Um, the Penguins are stacked. A lot of the elite teams are getting players. They're adding, 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 and thus far, the Montreal Canadiens have not done that, and they're just kind of missing out on the sweepstakes. And I think that that's going to really hurt them. I think that they have a great team. I think they have a fantastic team, and they're contending for first place in the Eastern Conference. But I think that everyone around them is getting better. What so, do you mean, Michael Ryder wasn't the answer? <laughs> Michael Ryder was not the answer, unfortunately. I love Michael Ryder. I wish him all the. I, you know what? He told he torched us with two goals. He uh, did. <laughs> So, I, I, Michael Ryder, I would have, I would have kind of liked to see him back in a Bruins uniform, yeah. especially after the uh, infamous, the save, <laughs> the infamous uh, hand, the hand save. Here, man. <laughs> that was awesome. But um, yeah. So in 34 games, Yager at 41 years old has led the Dallas Stars with 14 goals and 26 points, like you said. Um, in 13, in 1,380 career games, he has 679 goals and 1,000 assists. So, an illustrious career, to say the least. He's got playoff experience. He's got regular season experience. Um, huge, 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 huge upgrade. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, listen, if anybody goes back a couple of years, obviously, the infamous Mark Recchi, he will bring that formula to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think this is perfect because it's it's shown that in order to win a Stanley Cup, or not in order to, but – Something that definitely helps us win a Stanley Cup is having a Mark Recchi presence. And we've been talking about that in several shows that we've done. Um, and we've been talking about it on blogs and stuff like that, on Twitter. I think that Mark Recchi presence, um, that factor of having an old veteran who still who still can score, absolutely melds this. Oh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But I think that does a lot to help with the uh, cohesiveness of the team. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, we can't sit there and say that he's going to score a whole bunch of goals because we don't know that. No. Uh, because he hasn't suited up for us yet. But, like I said, by the time this show airs, yes, he will be suiting up that night. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's, he's expected in Boston tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Boston, Boston was the 24th ranked power play 
they they need it. They need they need someone like Yarmir Yager. Um, so don't be surprised if he lands in Boston's top power play unit. Where do you see him fitting into our roster in terms of what lines he's on? Um, well, thing is, is the the uh, the Krejci Horton Lucci line they have they have a lot of chemistry, and I know Krejci would love to probably play with him. Um, however, I see right now for at least maybe you know three or four games, maybe a little bit more. See how he, how well he does, and put him put him on the third line. Maybe, maybe uh, healthy scratch uh, Pendolfo, and yeah. see how well he works with uh, Peverly and Karan. Uh, I did hear that Chris Kelly has started uh, skating again. And I mean, a lot of people are optimistic about it. I, I, I mean, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be back. No, I don't think that, that was. No, I think he's going to be. That's a. Bro- he had a broken fibula or tibula or whatever that was. Something you. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> but if he's if he's skating, obviously that's a good sign. But I mean, I heard somebody being like, "Oh, he'll be back for the playoffs." No freaking way. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> no freaking way! The guy broke his fibula, this, or tibular, whatever. Yeah, what one of those things. What are those things? His leg. He broke his leg. <laughs> um, so let's, you know, let's face it. He's not going to be back for the playoffs. You can count him out this season. There's always next year for Chris Kelly. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I think that you're right. I think that he gets to start on the third line. And I think that depending on how the first line plays, because they've been. Up and down. Unimpressive to say the, in my opinion, unimpressive. I think that really our first line is Marshawn, Sagan, and Bergeron. That's that's exactly my point. I honestly think that Claude Julien should go ahead and uh, switch things up. Maybe put the Bergeron, uh, excuse me, Bergeron, Sagan, Marshawn line as the first line. Maybe drop uh, Krejci, Horton, and Lucic down to the second line. See how well they mesh without you know with them losing their starting roles, mm-hmm. and then take. Yager, see how well he mixes in, and maybe switch up the lines a little bit, and you know toss a toss a monkey wrench in it, which Claude Julien has already tried to do. Um, and I think uh, I think Yager will be a good. I mean, he's obviously a great fit. So yeah, I mean David Krejci, it's, it's interesting. I was doing some research. Um, so right now the Bruins scoring, Patrice Bergeron has thirty one points, Brad Marchand has twenty eight points. David Krejci was I was actually a little bit surprised about. He got 20 assists this season, eight goals. So he's, he's that got, doesn't that does, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever because um, he's constantly feeding the puck. I would have thought that I would have thought that, that Sagan would have been that third slot because I just I maybe just because Krejci is such an under the radar kind of kind of forward. Um, yeah. But you know, so he's he's having a, he's having a good season and. Um, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, Yager with his 26 points would be right behind Krejci, so he would be uh, fourth on that chart. Um, he would be tied with Brad Marchand for goals, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this guy clearly, you know, can play still, even though at age 41. But, yeah. um, you know... Uh, Giving us old guys good names. Yeah, old people. <laughs> yeah, you people. Uh, but, um, you know... David Krejci, they they're both from uh, the Czech Republic, Yager and Krejci, and I think that David Krejci, this is like his childhood dream to play with um, Yarmir Yager. So I wouldn't be, you know, I would feel like if they really get along in practice. I know that um, 
Yager isn't exactly a team. For those of you who watched uh, NHL 24-7 when Yager was on the Penguins, like, I mean, um, I, I'm still hung up on the Penguins, on the Flyers. <laughs> um, you guys know that he's not exactly a uh, a team-oriented player. Like, he was telling Briz to, like, shut up and go away and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like if he can mesh with Krejci, that could be tremendous chemistry right there. I really do. Um, I, I, honestly, I mean, somebody – I was having a conversation with someone today and someone said that he was an, he was an a-hole. And I said, you know what? If he was an a-hole, it doesn't matter. Uh, as long as he uh, helps win a Stanley cup. Yeah. <laughs> Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is winning a Stanley cup. Right. You know, and I think that, and this, this is going to be my, one of my, my closing rant, I guess. I really think that right now, Boston, the Bruins are poised to make a cup run. I think with this addition, I think that there are maybe a couple parts that they can work out before the trade deadline, uh, which will be the day that this goes up on the air. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe they can get a puck moving defenseman, but I think that they're really poised right now to make a run at the Eastern Conference final one or two seed, or Eastern Conference one or two seed, and make a run for the cup. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think this this puts us in a great position. You know, Peter Shirelli, I applaud you for not quitting after Ginla was off the market, and uh, good job, boys. All right, guys. Uh, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to this week's show. Uh, make sure you listen to our good friends Jonathan Ragus um, on Fan Junkies Radio, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. And also tune in to Five Minutes at the Frat House with Michael McShane, Saturday at 3 p.m. And while you're at it, follow us on Twitter at Sports Balaga and find us on Facebook, guys. By the way, John and Mike, I want an opportunity to come on that show and prove that I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just a homer. I, <laughs> I want that opportunity, so give it to me. Celtics and seven. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye.